Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Kid Commentaries. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. Nobody with me today. Everybody is uh, quarantined. So it's just me today. Uh, you know, finishing up the Skywalker Saga. Only we're not really finishing it up because we have not done Revenge of the Sith yet. It's probably going to be sometime this summer once all this quarantine stuff stops. But this is... We're here to get away from that. Uh, this is a commentary track, so the idea behind it is you are supposed to listen to this podcast alongside, uh, well, as you watch Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, currently, you can only buy The Rise of Skywalker. It's not streaming on Disney Plus yet. Uh, I would expect that to happen you know, sometime in the next month or so, sometime in May, I'm thinking, because... You know, everybody, like, you know, pe- people are looking for stuff to do, and Disney wants to get there, wants to sell the DVDs first, especially for something like The Rise of Skywalker, that's, uh, you know, it's the end of the Skywalker saga, so, uh, yeah, I would expect it to arrive on Disney Plus sometime in mid-May, I'm thinking, I don't know, uh, it hasn't been announced yet, right now it's all scheduled for the summer. Um, so yeah, so we've got our digital copy of the film all synced up here. Obviously, full spoiler alert, uh, we have it, we have it paused at, you know, zero, 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 so the counter should be at all zeros, uh, we have our subtitles on and the volume off, so, you know, get there, you can pause this podcast until you're ready. So now I'm going to assume that you guys are ready. Um, get, get your remotes ready, and we're going to just count down from three. And when I and after I say one, I'm going to say punch it. And on punch, you're going to hit play. So three, two, one, punch it. Lucasfilm. I, I kind of think that this movie should have started out with uh, the, you know, like the, the dead speak thing from, you know, Fortnite. Because there was a whole Fortnite uh, event for the rise of Skywalker, uh, and they did have Palpatine's message, uh, which was the whole dead speak thing, and they showed it there, but not in the movie, so, uh, for anyone who missed it, uh, the dead speak one was, uh, it's in, it's from, it's obviously Palpatine's one saying all this, he says, at last the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. Now this dead speak thing. That was something that came together on set. Uh, in, in editing actually. Uh, from what we heard on the... Uh, Sky, on the In the Skywalker L- Legacy documentary, documentary. Which if you bought the film... Uh, or you got the DVD or Blu-ray, you should have that documentary if you want to watch it. Just pop, pop it in. It's like two hours long, but it's very, very good. And, you know, you got nothing else to do. Just pop, pop, pop it in the background. Uh, you know, they say that, uh, you know, like, they brought, they're, like, they're bringing Palpatine to life, and then they're like, and there you go, the dead speak. So that's where that came from. very re- re- reminiscent right here of 
um, you know, this planet, this planet right here is Mustafar. Uh, the idea behind that was in the Vader comic, I think. You know, the 2017 Vader comic, you learn that Mustafar was once, like, a, a beautiful planet. Like, you know, very tropical. And then the Sith came and, you know, they turned it into what we see in Revenge of the Sith. And this is, I think, on the other hemisphere from where Anik, from where Vader I should say Vader and Obi-Wan had their duel because you know you can see that there are trees right here this is the symbol of the Sith Eternal uh, I, I, I kind of think that instead of this being a Wayfinder it should have been a Holocron which would be a nice tie-in with the animated series especially Rebels in the original draft for the rise of Skywalker. i'm talking the rise of Skywalker, not the duel of the fates script um which we will get we will talk about the duel of the fates stuff but there was a deleted concept which there, there are no deleted scenes here which is very strange uh where kylo ryan goes to vader's uh castle on mustafar and he and he encountered in, in order to get the, the wayfinder he had, he sees this giant spider guy and he says something along the lines of you know you gotta pass me and then i'm and i'm pretty fuzzy on what happens I, I i don't know for sure i don't know for sure but there was a, a lot of really strange stuff that got cut out of the film You know, this is Exegol. This whole thing with Exegol is not. Um, you know, we, we do know from the Clone Wars that the ancient homeworld of the Sith is Morband. Morband. Uh, but, you know, the Sith were a race before they were, um, you know, kind of like a faction. Which is pretty interesting. And I, I, I do actually have the novelization right here. Oh, actually, since I do have the novelization, I can get to the Kylo Ren thing. Um, nice. Uh, alright. Okay. Yeah, the Eye of the Webbish Bog. Wonderful. I, I, and I, I do like this callback to Revenge of the Sith right here with uh, the dark side of the forest path and many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Uh, so, I must warn you, our fire planet burns away deception. If you proceed on this path, you will encounter your true self. In order to find the Wayfinder. And, uh, you know, the spider says, in, in accordance with Lord Vader's wishes, you have defeated my protectors and earned it, his Wayfinder. And then he gives it to him. And we actually learn right here, because I also have the visual dictionary 
which is good because there are a lot of things in here that are not explained in the film we're not gonna pause I kind of wish I could though I kind of wish I could pause this but we're not gonna do that because um, I, I just felt like that wasn't I, I don't want to pause we did that a lot in season one and I don't and I didn't like when we had to do that okay, page 52 So it was Sith loyalists that the emperor got to the got to the uh, unknown regions. So he brought to the unknown regions. Uh and then they, which is touched on in the book, because um, I'll point the character out when we get there. But there's a character there that you know she she's never left Exegol. Uh, but anyway, so they're the ones that built the Star Destroyers there. This is a scene right here with the uh, hollow chest stuff. You know that was just one little joke from A New Hope, and that's been that's been in three of the five. Disney Star Wars films. It was in The Force Awakens, it was in Solo, and I was in The Rise of Skywalker. Speaking of Solo, I do like here how this, how, you know, we see Solo, we see Chewie in the Solo film about how, you know, like, he doesn't really, about how he's awful at Dejarek. And now we see him here, and, you know, Poe and Finn think he's cheating because he's so good. So this char character's name is Bulio, and his whole thing, because I read the book, I read the book, but you guys didn't want to read the book, which is why you came here. Uh, the, what happens is, oh, I'm trying to think. oh yeah, um, he, he tells, uh, you know, he's like, guys, come over here, because I got some parts for you, because he doesn't want the First Order, you know, to find out about the spy and stuff, because they're probably monitoring all the communications. And this is the scene that was originally that originally debuted on Disney Plus as a sneak peek for Episode Nine. It was in um, Chapter Seven of The Mandalorian. You know that was just a really fun week with all the hype leading up to, to the film. Um, no, I I like this movie. I I like this movie. Um, does that problem problems? It absolutely has problems, but. You know, every Star Wars has problems, except for, for Rogue One. Rogue One has no problems, in, in, in my opinion. And that thing back there with uh, how Finn was just sliding into the cockpit, that was another good thing with, uh, you know, showing how much these characters have grown. Because we see, you know, in uh, back in The Force Awakens, Finn has just no idea what he's doing on Jakku. But now he just he's just so comfortable in there because he's just done it so many times. No, Tie Fighters have never really had these hyperdrives before. No, this right here. Hang on. Right here. So this is actually a mere plan because you can see right here there are two falcons. There are two falcons. 
fanfare in there. No, Ray, you look at Luke, who really just, after three years, really can't do a whole lot with the Force. He's, he's only able to really, you know, like, pull his, his lightsaber at him. And you look at Ray then, who's been training with Leia for a year, who never finished her training. And, you know, sh she can do this. Ugh, I hate that. I really don't like that. This one's bratty. Now, the Leia scenes, all the Leia scenes in here were pulled from unused footage from The Force Awakens. So, you know, if you have The Force Awakens, whether, you know, if, if you're watching on Disney Plus or anything, you're, you can, you know, watch the, the deleted scenes for that movie. And, and some of Leia's scenes here are pulled straight out of, uh, you know, The Force Awakens delete scenes now Ray's lightsaber was you learn in the book that she spent a lot of time you know like just perfecting it like putting it back together because at the end of The Last Jedi if you remember the lightsaber was uh, torn apart by the strength of Kylo Ren and Rey using the Force. Uh, and and in the book you find out that Rey and the, and just by the way the book is canon. The book is just an extension of the film, and the book does a great job of being an extension of the film. Because after reading this book, I I do like the film a lot more. But you shouldn't need the book. I mean, cause, just because this is an original film, and what, what I mean by that is that it's a film that's not, that doesn't have source material. Um, so, you know, you shouldn't really need a book and the visual dictionary to understand it. Yeah, no, uh, this right here was really just, this could have been a great moment with BB-8 being crushed by the tree because now Ray's friends are getting hurt because she's going to the dark side. It's something I kind of wish the film would do more of, but, uh, it, it doesn't. The way that JJ was able to put the Leia scenes in here is just amazing. How he, how he was able to do it. Uh, back to Ray's lightsaber. She's building a lightsaber, which you find out in the book. And it's the lightsaber that she sees in the vision on Kafbir, the moon of Endor. Or the Death Star is. This is a scene right here 
I really don't like. Because, you know, at, by Return of the Jedi, Luke, Leia, Han, they're like a family. By Revenge of the Sith, it's the same thing with Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme. They just see, but in the rest of the character, just in this one sequence right here, everything on Edge and Kloss, the base, I, I really don't like. I really don't like anything just in the beginning right here. It just doesn't seem like they're friends. There's a Aftab Akbar. It's Admiral Akbar's son. Uh, and I checked last time I was watching the movie. Rose has 13 lines. And uh, you know, Palpatine was a clone. What happened was he was so Palpatine was building a clone body, and he it, it wasn't ready by the time of Revenge of the of Return of the Jedi because he he wasn't expecting Vader to kill him then and there. So he so you know it wasn't ready. The clone was ready. So as Palpatine was falling down the reactor shaft, he threw he used up all the dark side energy that he could and he threw his consciousness into the uh, body of this clone so then you know and it it was a young version of Palpatine but the at, at first it was but you know the dark side the dark the dark side of the force was like sped that up sped up the aging things the body wasn't stable and that's why he's so old at the time of The Rise of Skywalker. I just kind of wish there was any hinting at this at, at all in The Last Jedi. So if you guys can hear this in the background, this fans for my laptop. I, I, 3PO, this is one of 3PO's best m movies, even including the original trilogy, he's never been used this much, and, and, and I really like that.
I, and I didn't like this either right here. Because, you know, R2 has just been a side character this whole trilogy. And, you know, that n nothing about that changes right here. Um, but, you know, l looking back on the film, I am kind of glad that he stayed behind because, you know, I'll talk about that later. I, I kind of think this movie should have had you know, split into two parts because J.J. Abrams was trying to get, you know, like, he's trying to do, t like, a two-in-one. He was trying to get, like, the first half of this movie is very, feels very cramped uh, up until the Ray Palpatine reveal, and that's, like, and that's, like, J.J.'s Empire Strikes Back, and then the second half of the movie is, like, Return of the Jedi, is J.J.'s Return of the Jedi. And this music right here by John Williams is amazing. I wonder if we know what he said here. Uh... I'm just trying to get it. Uh, it doesn't even say. Um, this is a scene that I really like right here. I don't know why. It just feels kind of cinematic. It feels very cinematic. You know, that's what we, just, what we wanted out of this. Film, even though I didn't even work on the film, just, they just brought me into a commentary for it. Drew just keeps me stuck in here. It's kind of awful. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Nothing else to do. Uh, so I'm just gonna stay here uh, for a while and just talk about this movie. Just ruining my vision for the saga. Uh, this is uh, a Legion General Pride. He's a really cool character. I, I, I like him a lot. He's better than Hawks. Another does or planet in Star Wars. Okay, we have Tatooine. We have Geonosis. We have uh, Jakku. We have Jedi. We have Savarine. We have Pisana. We have some other de de desert planet in the Mandalorian, which I hope is Pisana, because then we can just cut one out. Forty-two years. Um, no, tw the movie came out in twenty nineteen. So forty-two years before twenty nineteen is nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, in nineteen seventy-seven, there was a little movie that came out called Star Wars. So I, I really like that Easter egg. Uh, this 
music right here uh, is by Lin Manuel Miranda. He did the uh, Maz Kanata Castle music back in The Force Awakens. You know, it, it's, and it was important for Rey to actually see, you know, like happiness in the galaxy, which is a thing that she's never really seen. And I really liked that. So Ray gets to see actual ha ha happiness here for the first time. And I would have been just completely fine with her being just Rey, because you don't, because Rey's whole thing in The Last Jedi was you don't need to be related to people to have, not everyone needs to be related. So, and it's a huge galaxy. So you don't need to have this is like this is like you can only be powerful if your parents are powerful. It, it and it's like it's impossible to work your way up to that. It's like you'll you'll only ever do stuff if your parents did stuff, and that's kind of awful. It's one of my main problems with this movie is that it you know doesn't really take risks. This is, I think, the only thing that was set up in, in The Last Jedi that's carried over to this film. Because in The Last Jedi on, on Akito, during, I think, the second time, d during the second Force time, Ky uh, Kylo Ren, you know, after the, uh, there's water, because it's raining on Akito, and after that, Kylo Ren, there's water on his hand. I just immediately knew this was Lando. You know, just like the, uh, you know, just his build. Um, no, knowing that he's in this movie. I love that character right there. Let's see. Because I know that she has a name, I just have to find it. Can't find it. Is there only ever two Sith? 
This movie just has so many fetch quests. It's kind of like a video game because you don't get. And there it is. Uh, we're at. We're at. I think this is eleven. I think this is eleven. Because I was rewatching re re New Hope and I realized that we miscounted. There are two in A New Hope. For uh, for bad feeling about this. And you also learn in the novelization that Lando arrived too late to say goodbye to Leia. Uh, about the fetch quests, this was, you know, you gotta go to Pasana, you gotta get the, uh, you gotta get the dagger to, but, oh, no, you can't read the dagger, so you gotta go to another planet, where you then, where then, you hear it, so then they go to the planet to get the thing to actually find Palpatine. Ugh. Um, No. Stormtroopers have been flying since the Clone Wars. Uh, you know, Stormtroopers and clones have the same technology, so... This is awesome. I, I really want one of these. You've never really seen anything in Star Wars have, you know, like these treads like this. I really like that. How does Ray still have that blaster that Han gave her? Because it was taken from her when she first went to Circular Base in The Force Awakens. But she still has it on Akito in The Last Jedi. She probably left it on the Falcon, but you know, she, she really shouldn't still have that. No, they don't fly anymore. Soon, Thrupio. Finn is actually going to tell Ray right here that he's force sensitive. This is, you know, kind of like a running joke throughout the whole movie, but then it's never 
touched upon. Like, they don't ever reveal it at the end, so it's just... It doesn't matter. See, there is like the kind of the ben the band turns me like the back and forth is is amazing. Some of the best there's ever been in a Star Wars film. Probably just going to try to one up. Right. With the uh, flashlight, it just doesn't work. Watching this move the sub the subtitles uh uh you know it's just different is that you know there's stuff that you know like I don't really get when I'm watching movie. How'd you just find that right there? Mm, probably not. Because, you know, your programming won't let you. So when did when exactly did Anakin program through good to not be able to read Sith? Just, you know, like, where has this been? Actually, I, I do have headcanon for how this does, for, uh, you know, like, why this wasn't really taught. Because, for why, you know, people weren't able to, for why 
the Jedi couldn't use force healing because um, with you know in the Phantom Menace they say well, Mace, when, well it's Kiati Muni that says the Sith have been extinct for a thousand years there's no re there, really there's no war Jedi haven't died in a long time well Jedi haven't been killed in a long time so the Jedi don't really need to be able to heal themselves from you know huge wounds like this like you know Qui-Gon Jinn being stabbed by Obi-Wan they, they just didn't need to learn how to do that so then Rey knows how to do it because it's in the ancient Jedi texts how baby Yoda know, know, knows how to do it I, I've got no idea Maybe we'll find out in The Mandalorian Season 2. Just a really cool shot of the Knights of Ren just being themselves. Just looking menacing. They usually make sense, but not really. And what the filmmakers were going for here was, you know, kind of was the first ship that you know kind of felt like the interior was kind of like you know the same era as you know when the Millennium Falcon was built. I really don't know why Ray has to go and do this. You know, here here's another hint that Finn is force sensitive because nobody ever said that it was Kylo Ren.
uh, you know, the week that, you know, the quarantine is done as a treat for you guys. We get together with Alex, and we're going to redo the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 commentary track, because that messed up. We messed up on that one. The, uh, my computer was, is, was really bad. I had a Chromebook, and I really don't like to use that. So, anyway, uh, there was a problem with the Wi-Fi, so that segment didn't upload. So, we're gonna redo that entire commentary. You guys will have some more kid commentary to listen to. Oh, no, 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 don't worry, that's second transport, because, you know, going to the dark side, it doesn't matter. No, and, and, and I really wish that, you know, Chewie, that Chewie was killed right here. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I love Chewbacca. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, but I, I just think that that would, that Chewie surviving this makes the whole thing just less, like, it just feels like there are less stakes for if Rey would go to the dark side. Ray loses it, and this doesn't make sense because we know from the comics that the only way that you can use force lightning is if you know you have to be, be force sensitive, obviously, but it has to be used on you so that you know how much how you know painful it is. So Ray shouldn't be able to do it. And, and I really like back there how, how they had her, you know, hand, like they're, you know, kind of, uh, smoking. I, I really li like that, too, so that, you know, we could have, just to just show that, just so we've never seen that, we've never really focused on the Emperor's hands or Dooku's hands as they've been using Force Lightning. Of course, the Millennium Falcon's being taken to the Star Destroyer, because why not? Oh, and and of course, the that's the Star Destroyer that will be uh, at Kijimi. No, 
even if they were gonna bring Chewie back anyway, I just kind of wish that they had him be like, that they had had him be dead for longer, you know. Alright, well, you know, uh, I don't really have much to say here with this scene, so I'm, I'm going to get to a scene from the book. There's There are scenes here with, um, when Kylo Ren is interrogating Chewbacca. And, uh, I'm just trying to find, trying to get there. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so Kylo Ren comes to visit Chewie and he says, I, I, I haven't forgotten you shot me. Kill me. I'm unarmed. Now, now is your chance. Have your revenge for Han Solo. So, what he does is... Uh, so, you know, he uses the thing from, you know, if you guys remember from The Force Awakens, how he can go into people's minds, and he sees all these memories of, of himself as a boy, you know, uh, uh, he saw flashes of the Wookiee laughing with a much younger Han Solo than he him, himself remembered. Felt Chewbacca's joy when his best friend mar married the woman he'd come to love like a sister. Saw the Wookiee cuddling a human toddler, teaching an, an older boy to fly a speeder. Target practice with a young man. Their blasters set on stun against a haphazard dummy ma made of rocks. Uncle Chewie, he called him back then. So, you know, we got all these moments from Ben's early childhood. This whole scene right here is, is one shot, and you know I I do like this because you know with this trilogy we really only ever see our main heroes. We never get a whole lot. We don't get a whole lot of seeing them and seeing what's ha happening with the rest of the galaxy. Here's uh, Carrie Russell, Zori Bliss.
Ouf. Uh, you know, this is also a whole lot of stuff with, you know, just contradictions, you know, we know from the Poe Dameron comics that Poe was with the New Republic, and, you know, just having just all these blatant contradictions of things, just really, it, it took me out of the movie, it took me out of the movie, and I don't know if that's me being, you know, just an overcritical nerd, or what, but, I, I if, if you're gonna do a universe like this, don't have us be super invested in stuff in the comics, which, you know, is kind of the comics are great guys the comics the comics are great but they though the those have always been you know the lowest medium of Star Wars content you know, like the comics have always been you know the most skippable stuff like if you're gonna like if, if, if you're gonna absorb four me mediums of content for Star Wars no the top four are um, movies, TV shows, video games, books, and then comics. Um, you know, the people who absorb everything just have all these... Here's John, John Williams, and actually everything on those shelves is a reference to one of his... to one of Williams' uh, Oscar nominations. So there were 51 at the time. Red Skywalker made 52. But, uh, you know, just... And, you know, the book this summer, Poe Dameron Freefall, which I'm going to read because Poe's one of my favorite characters, uh, is going to explain, you know, what he's doing from, just like, his early life from Spice Runner to uh, New Republic fight to New Republic, and then to Resistance, which, you know, we know that now, but at the time we didn't know that, so just wish we did. These people don't know. They, they don't know 3PO. You know, they're not... They've no, known him for years. His, his real friends are Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, R2. Um, Padme and Anakin. Hawks.
Uh, you know, this is also a scene with contradictions. You know, we know from the Resistance Reborn book, which, again, is canon. It was in the lead-up to Red Skywalker, and people from Del Rey, the publisher, said, this is required reading for The Rise of Skywalker. You know, you, of course, you guys would think that they would say that, because, you know, then they make more money, but that's not something they said for any of the other films. So, you know, it, it's really just... And in the book, you learn that, you know, it's it's not that people didn't want to come to Battle of Krayt, it's that the First Order was, like, rounding off all of the Resistance sympathizers, so they, they couldn't. And they're treating it like people just didn't show up. It's just, they, they, they couldn't show up. Uh, G.J. Abrams voices Dio. And this is the voice of Anthony Daniels. So you know this, the, 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 those are the coordinates of where to stand. You know, pe people were like, you know, what? Well, why can't the Falcon? He's just like, well, of course, Ray standing just happens to be standing in the right spot for the dagger to work. It feels like, you know, there are no stakes in this movie. You know, Chewie dies, but then he comes back, and Thrindio basically dies. I mean, all his memories are gone. He's like a whole new person. And even though those are then restored later on. It feels like there's no stakes whatsoever. Probably is madness. 
No, this whole. Sh oh no, never mind. This is Bonner. The one who's late later. Of course, now Uno Ray is automatically re really good at everything. And oh, this is the one. And I do like how, you know, here it seems like, you know, like each part of the ship is different. Because with the, uh, the Force Awakens, it's, it's obvious that all of the, that, you know, like the, that all the Stark Killer base scenes were filmed with just like one, just filmed on one piece of the, just like, which is one set they shot from, from different angles. Probably not the right way. Mm, seems like right here, you know, there's not a lot of stakes. We're just running around, they're shooting the stormtroopers. No, I I love that Chewie thing right there. That's funny. Something I actually forgot to talk about was the Kylo Ren's helmet because I was looking for the um, I was looking for a scene in the novelization, but you we, but you learned that uh, Ren's helmet was actually you know just taken from the it was you know every piece was salvaged from the wreckage of uh, Snoke's ship from the Last Jedi.
And Ray's father was a failed clone of Palpatine. Because the... They wanted to have... Because uh, Palpatine wanted to have, you know... A younger version of himself. He, he didn't really matter what the Sith... What the clone lo lo looked like. But, you know, Ray's father was not strong in the Force. Like, he couldn't use the Force, so, you no, know, they got... Uh, so Pal Palpatine deemed him... This, deemed him his son, and got him, just got, just let, just had him leave Exegol. So he could have a child, and maybe the child would be strong in the Force, and Rey is very strong in the Force. scary okay Very similar to General, or not General Hux, um, the, you know, my audience, just when, for my screening, this got a huge applause right here. <laughs> I always try laughing right here, that's always funny, but Hux reminds me a lot of Agent Callus from the Star Wars Rebels animated series. I don't want to get into, I don't want, and I don't want to get into spoilers, but if you've seen... Uh, the Rebel series, you know what I'm talking about. No. B, B, uh, D.O. Kind of like the, uh, you know, just the, uh, just like the Star Wars GPS. You missed. And Kylo Ren does lose. Kylo Ren loses uh, when he's defeated by Ben Solo. Well, from well, from a certain point of view.
You know, they've always been a dyad, even from the beginning of The Force Awakens. Always, uh, kind of like the yin and yang type thing. Very similar to the uh, Force Awakens. When, uh, you know, just the whole uh, scene with uh, Kylo Ren and Han. Pride is awesome. I, I, I really like General Pride. And right here, Ray is only thinking of revenge. It's not really something that she's ever done in the saga, or in the trilogy. Kylo Ren's helmet here really is cool. Because it's it's kind of like you know like it's cracked, it's splintered, kind of like his soul, the soul of Ben Solo. Because we see you know, be, we because we see him be destroyed, and then he tries to come back together, but he, it's always broken. He's never fully healed. The mask is just, you know, like, res just resembles that. And the Falcon crashes here because the landing gear is, br is bust, as Poe said. Just my brother never really, uh, he's always like, why does the Falcon crash? Because the landing, landing gear is broken.
even though this is the visual dictionary that I'm flipping through here, there's no mention of Palpatine at all. Um, he doesn't have, have anything in the book, so it's it's just uh, this. You're supposed to look for through this after. If, if you flip through the visual dictionary first without seeing the film and you spo spoiled stuff, it's not their fault. Just put everything in here. Characters Jana by uh, Naomi Aki. The Orvax. Pretty cool. Finn finally find, find someone here who's just been through the same life experiences that he's had. And he gets gets finally, you know, connect with somebody in a way he's never been able to do before. How does she know how to do that? She has no idea how to, uh... She's never really seen... I mean, you know, she never, she never done anything with the boat. And don't say that's, that's because the force, because that's not how the force works.
seeing the uh, old record of this, or really just brings Ray back to her beginning as a scavenger on Jakku. the music right here from John Williams. It's very, very soft Imperial March. So this very creepy feeling. This is amazing. How does it, and you know, just how the fact that this door works is just a sign of the force right here. Because that door shouldn't work. And not only does it open, but it closes too. It's kind of Ray's equivalent of the cave on Dagobah back from Empire. That's lightsaber Ray was building. Of course, of course, you know it's it's of course it's not red. And just like how in Empire Strikes Back, Luke saw himself as his family member who's evil. Same thing happens with Ray. Now the, there's only one Wayfinder, because there's only one Seth. You know, and now it seems like the Emperor is kind of all done with Skywalkers.
This character here is Beaumont, played by Dominic Monaghan. He's a historian who joined up with the Resistance. This Maz Kanata was the, uh, in the first two films. Maz was a uh, all CGI, but now she's a puppet for the Rise of Skywalker. often does is shout Ray. about like this. No, they, this scene was filmed in November. 2018 in London. Water just pouring down on Daisy and Adam. Just awful. Starts to use the dark side more. This is a great moment here with amazing sound mixing. There's Leia dies holding Han's medal. R2 
I may not like that he's not on the mission, but he's the only one to witness Leia's death. And people look at this scene and they're like, why, well, why, why doesn't Ray die right here for transferring her life force to Ben? It's because Ben isn't dead. He's dying, but he's not dead. And now she goes and takes this. She goes and takes his ship that he just fixed from her last attack. See, Lando's not there. No, really, you know, the death of Leia didn't really make me. Didn't really affect me because we, we knew that she was going to die, but it was Chewie's reaction to it that really got me. Because all his friends are gone now. Except for R2. But, and he doesn't know the Lando's there yet. When this moment happened, it was just the entire theater just like gasped that Han was back when Han was, when Han returned. I think the Owen is returning. No, I don't. I don't know if Owen's coming up here.
just the, this is really great that here this recreation of the scene from the Force Awakens. Great moment when Ben throws away the lightsaber and he is fully, you know, Ben Solo again. Kinda wish it wasn't Kajimi that they sent the ship to. Just because, you know, I, I didn't really care about K Kijimi a lot. I really don't like these helmets. These helmets are ridiculous. Yes, this is. She was raised on Exegol. She was born on Exegol. Uh, and this is her first time leaving the planet, was for this mission. It's cooler than one star killer base. Four thousand star killer bases. How does Beaumont know how to speak Sith? And this is another scene I, I, I love so much. entrance here. I, I, I really love L L Lando's entrance. Generals, 
I, I, I really like that. Octo is now the only planet we've seen in all three films. The trilogy. In the original trilogy, there was never a planet we saw in all three films. I hate the Porgs so much. I hate the Porgs. Suck it, Johnson. Just a joke about, you know, just getting rid of Ryan Johnson. But, you know, Luke Skywalker goes on a journey in The Last Jedi. So, I think that, you know, had this also been at the end of The Last Jedi, he would have caught the lightsaber, too. He, he, he would have caught the lightsaber. It's really Luke Skywalker. It's not Jake Skywalker from The Last Jedi. This is the real, true Luke Skywalker. Leia's lightsaber guys. This is on Ajan Kloss, the uh, planet, you know, the Resistance has their base. really hope that one of the next and I have talked about this on the Mandalorian podcast a lot recently so if you guys are listening to this on the Mandalorian podcast feed which this is going to be releasing on um, uh, this is going to be dropping on the Mandalorian podcast feed as well as the kid commentaries feed uh, you um, we have talked a lot on that podcast out you know like what will we get from the next Star Wars 
animated series. You know, I think uh, sequel series to Rebels, definitely. Um, Maul spinoff. And, you know, and now the cir circle is complete. Luke Skywalker finally lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp. Like, I'm so proud of myself. You know, I think that the uh, Clone Wars finale is going to set up the beginnings of Darth Maul and the Crimson Dawn. Um, I think we're going to be getting... Uh, I think it would be cool, cool to see an animated series about uh, you know Luke Skywalker's... Um, Luke Skywalker's journey to well, Luke Skywalker's uh, Jedi training of his uh, you know the new Je Jedi Order. I think that'd be cool to see as an animated series. Another thing here that shows how Finn is force sensitive. Another way, JJ Abrams is trashing Last Jedi. I really like the uh, March of Resistance. There's also a really nice scene in the book 
which is, uh, you know, Lando going back on the Falcon. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing a um, review for the no novelization of Rise of Skywalker in a few weeks that'll be releasing on the Mandalorian podcast feed as episode 99 podcast. I wonder if Palpatine, now Palpatine probably says something like, you know, when, when the girl comes, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he said like this, when the girl comes, that, uh, in, or something like that, but something about the girl, the girl, the girl. Ray, you know, a year ago was still a scavenger. I, 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 I do like this variation of Luke's theme. here of Finn's force sensitive. Mm. 
I know things. Space horses. Here are the Sith Troopers. He does have to, you know, get the hatch open, but that's really it. This here is based on a uh, Ralph M on unused R Ralph McQuarrie concept art for Return of the Jedi, for Palpatine's throne on the Death Star. some cookies. And then I will tell you a very long story. Makes sense now for why uh, Sidious wanted Luke to kill him back in Return of Jedi. They fly now. Mm. 
What do we gotta go do? We gotta go do a thing. And this music here does sound very prequely. In a way we haven't gotten in the sequels. Your parents. Clearly, Disney wanted this to be like, you know, like the Star oh, sorry, 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 I guess my hand knocked against the mic. Uh, Disney wanted this to be the Star Wars version of Endgame. And, you know, this, Pal Palpatine being back with just no context whatsoever is, is kind of like if... Imagine if Avenger Endgame, if, just say that it had, like, a crawler or something, like what Star Wars has. And there's no Infinity War. Infinity War is a movie that doesn't exist. And in the crawl for Endgame, they tell you that Thanos snapped his fingers and killed half of life. That's what this is like. Those are Ben Solo's final, that's Ben Solo's last line for the entire saga. He's saving what, what he loves. For the rest of the movie, just Ben looks so much like Han. McClunky. This movie should should have been called McClunky.
And something I did realize here while watching this movie is that this movie, The Phantom Menace, is a clone. And the clone. The, the Phantom Menace clone. The Phantom Menace who took. Who is a Sith who took revenge. Clone himself. I have it written down here somewhere. Just a great moment here when. They become. Really when the dyad. This is the dyad at its best right here. The Phantom Menace is the clone of a Sith who had his revenge. There was a big uh, applause right here during this scene. Hey, Kylo Ren f or Ben fi finally got his finally got the lightsaber that belongs to him. You know, because that lightsaber belongs to me. his fingers back. His last word, Snap's last word, is Kare. If you guys read the Podamron comics, Kare Kuhn is his wife. And she's a resistance pilot, but she's not in this. Don't know why she's not in this movie, and neither is Jess Pava. Now, let's go right here to the book, novelization, and see who's here. I'm going to read off all the names. I'm just going to say... Alright, here we go. Mon Calamari Fleet, standing by. Phantom Squadron, standing by. Ghost, standing by. Anodyne 2, standing by. 
Al Alphabet 2, standing by. Zaversio with Inferno Squad, standing by. L look at all these ships. F Fireball here. Hi, uh, everyone. Cut the chatter, Kaz. We got Kaz. There's some nice resistance references. You got, you know, Battlefront 2 references. All these books and comics are really just co coming together. Babu. Now Palpatine has changed his clothes. Oh, I don't know why. I fell falls the last Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Boombox. Got a Nubian cruiser in here. If you guys remember the Nubian ships from the Phantom Menace, Padme's ship that they escape in. There goes the Tantive IV with uh, Nin Nun. It's whenever I watch this, you know, I always get goosebumps. All the voices in order. Start with Obi Wan. Anakin. Ayla Sakura. Mace Windu. Yoda. Sissoka. We won again. Kanan Jarrus from Rebels. Right. Of course, we end it with Luke Skywalker. We also got uh, 
honorable mentions in there. I didn't call out. Um, Ayla Sakura, L Luminara Unduli, Adigalia. Death be the final word in the story of Rebellion. Here's the ghost. From Star Wars Re Rebels. Nothing. And Owen was sitting right next to me right here for this scene. And I turn right over to Owen and I go, Am I Iron Man? Sith crumble. Here's the main Red Skarker theme. Finn has like a new girlfriend in each movie. He starts out with Ray, then Rose, and now with Janna. Just keep laughing.
Nazri. Yeah, we're switching a lot. Oh, we're, we're switching. We're switching a lot of things around for this whole quarantine thing. Ben saves Ray. He looks so much like Har Harrison Ford right here. Is he showing the good in him? This is not a friend kiss. The book it says this is a friend kiss, and it's it's not. I'm always looking right here for the uh, Razor Crest, the Mandalorian ship. It's not there though. Here's uh, Cloud City, all these old references. All this fan service right here. Endor. Uh, this is Wicket. And uh, Warwick Davis got to put the suit back on and be with his, and, uh, his sons with him. And Jakku. Oh, there's Ray Speeder right there. Never noticed that. It's a fun moment. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
It's a really funny scene here. Bull's like, mm, no. Okay. They are, in the film at least, they're married. Tree finally gets a medal. Everybody's seeing their friends again after quarantine. They're going to be all like this. piece of Ray's theme. First thing that Ray does is go and check the antenna. John Doe. A Star Wars story. Or I guess the Jama series. On Disney Plus in There's Chewy. You're like, look, 3PO. Look, I got the medal. Took 42 years, but I got it. At the end of the saga. Scan returning Tatooine. Oh, Dini. That was a minute. That was a miniature right there. The uh, sand crawler. Just heading. Just ending the film the miniature like how like the original trilogy you know Ray returning to the homestead mm. I, I love the music here from John Williams it's called A New Home And Ray senses here, she not only senses Luke, but Anakin as well. I don't know what Anakin would say if he knew that Rey was bearing his lightsaber in sand. Because he doesn't like sand. Talked about that very extensively two weeks ago. Right here you can see it starts out blue-green and then lands on orange. 
build out of her old staff. woman probably was alive for the Clone Wars. No, this is a scene that I have mixed feelings about. Actually, no, I, I don't like the scene, because Star Wars has always been about, you know, accepting who your ancestors were, and not, and not let, letting that define you. But Rey destroys all that by saying her name is Skywalker. She's a Palpatine. She should own that. Not throw that away. Alright. Well. We are the Mandalorian Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um... I hope everyone's doing really well. I hope everyone's safe, staying in their houses, uh, washing their hands. Uh, it's crazy. Just stay safe. Just stay healthy, everyone. Um, well, you can find us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network. Make sure you check out our, our, our website, which is kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Uh, send us an email to kidcommentariespodcast at gmail.com or uh, leave us a five star review actually no do both send us an email and leave us a five star review because we love to we'll just read both of them or play the audio and read the review we'll read the review and we will uh, you know read your email so thank you guys so so much for listening to this podcast I'm Drew Gretsch. Again, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy out there, and may the Force be with you. The Force will, will be with you. Always.